Welcome to The Daily Degenerate, the ultimate sports and entertainment podcast for your busy life. My name is Cohen Hughes, co-host and producer, and I'm joined by Los Angeles' very own Maddie Goldberg. We appreciate you listening and hope you enjoy this episode. podcast number 60 it is a sexy valentine's day and i'm maddie goldberg at my neighbor's house watching his dogs because i'm helping him get laid oh yeah i'm taking one for the team the dog one of the dogs is eating my shoe right now i gotta get that away from and i don't let you guys know i'm on skype with this guy and he's got a very sexy dark clippers jersey on and it's turning me on who are you I'll, I'll keep it low and sexy for Valentine's Day, but ladies and gentlemen, I am the Michael Rappaport of the South. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Podcast Poppy. Ladies and gentlemen, they call me the professional devil's advocate, and I am the Johnny Sins of podcasting. Guys and girls, ghouls and goblins, freaks and geeks, my name's Cohen Hughes. I am joined via Skype with Maddie Goldberg in the DiGiorno French Bread Pizza Studios. Um, it is Valentine's is Day, Thursday. Is this cute puppy nibbling at my arm? This cute puppy nibbling at my arm. No, let me click out of the web browser that I have going on. Full of chalk information now. just He's so I can watch a puppy chew your arm. Hold on. Look at that. Little guy. Isn't he cute? I don't know who's cuter, you or him. Uh, we're both adorable. Stop. He's chewing the microphone wire. No, you can't <laughs> eat that. No. <laughs> Matty Goldberg, I know you love the fucking weather. What's the weather like out there in L.A.? Fucking freezing. It was absolutely pouring today. Uh, pouring. I got the microphone back in. I'm sorry. Pouring this morning and it's just kind of cold, but not you know fifty. It's get it's getting cold go for to LA. Thirty-eight this next week. We're gonna have thirty-eight degree days and you know. But enough of the weather. It's Valentine's Day. I'm sure a lot of you nerds out there are gonna listen to this because you don't have dates. I'm sure our our demographic is all men too. I don't think. Do you think any women listen to this podcast? Um, I have a girl that I know. From time to time, that'll hit me up saying, "Hey, I enjoyed the not podcast." Da, 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 but your mom? No, it's not. It's this girl that cousin. I know. Cousin? No. She? Are you? Are you banging her? Uh nah. Oh, look at that! You had to think about that. Yeah, boy. It's Valentine's Day. I'll give you a little up. preview. Whoever your name is, babe. What's up, man? Cohen's a good dude. <laughs> he never tells. He's a gentleman. Stay yeah. with him. He's a good guy. Nah, um, it's not even like that, but I, I, I'll go ahead and say that our demographic is probably 99% men, um, probably single men who jerk off, you fucking losers. Like, why are you listening to myself and Matty Goldberg talk about sports and Red. what the hell ever at midnight Alliance on Valentine's football Day? League. Literally. We're going to have a fucking 40-minute Alliance football segment, and you would rather listen to that than go out and get laid, you pathetic dorks. I don't think they have a choice, though. Yeah, nah. And they're like, dude, we don't have a choice, so don't make fun of us. 
Like, we don't have a choice. Like, if oh, I, if oh, I oh choice, I'm, the, I'm the fucking idiot who's sitting here making a podcast on Valentine's night instead of going out and getting laid. Well, I'm right there with you, bro. But, you know, I, I got to say this. I don't mean to – you always hate when I talk about, you know, Ladies. prior relationships. But I would be, you know, uh, probably spending a couple hundred bucks on somebody that not appreciative of me, the great Matty G, and wasting half my bank account for this person. You know, and just trying to walk on eggshells to make them happy. Um, so, so Maddie Goldberg, tell us, not with this girl in particular, but let's say that you had a hot date tonight. You were really looking to impress. You're going to drop yeah. half your bank account to impress this girl. What are what are you doing? You're, you're in well, charge of planning Valentine's Day. What are you doing? Going out to eat steak and spaghetti? Like, what are you doing? Nice little steak dinner, whatever they want. Seafood, because okay. they, they can get their seafood in and then back to my place for the hot tub We're, we hot tub it make out in the hot tub maybe they can jerk me off in the hot tub i oh, can't yeah. get my dick hard in the hot tub not many guys can but i can get my dick hard in the hot tub Let's you go. heard it first on the daily degenerate podcast this is the kind maybe of hard-hitting little, information we crave nice little makeout session in the hot tub and then like sweet love all night all morning and uh you know i mean i'm not Men make mistakes. They have to go overboard. You don't have to go overboard. You just got to make a little effort. And, and you know, you got to pay dinner. That's your gentleman. Pay for the dinner. And, you know, Uber, whatever. And have fun. That's all I can say. So you're a pretty traditional guy. Yeah. I mean, guys go overboard. And that's what the mistake they make. Because sometimes it creeps the girl out or it scares them. And it's just a little too much. Like, they don't need... To be like completely like pampered with like yeah, a limo. Yeah, you don't need to go to up. the florist and drop 150 bucks on a bouquet of flowers and chocolate just to give it to her before she goes to work that morning. You know, like. There's a girl, Cohen, I used to work with. This fucking girl today. And I know, I've known her for years, 10 years. And she's always, she's a very pretty girl. And, and guys just like break up with her because she's a little, a little mental. Well, she's just a little needy and like a little too much and like over the top. Like, mm-hmm. I swear to God, she put up 50 stories about her boyfriend today. Like pictures of like, I yeah. remember this and you're this and you're that. And I remember this day. Remember that time you caught this fish and then we went shopping for this. Yikes. And like it was literally 50 fucking pictures. And it wasn't even like a it wasn't even joking around. To yeah, be no, like it annoying. wasn't ironic, you know, like, or, no, yeah. It was it was really a, she was being dead ass serious. Like my buddy had a girlfriend. He did something really funny. He put up like all these things that were leading up to you thought his girlfriend. Like I can't get over you. You're so special. And then there was like this really ugly girl. And he's like, that's why I love you. And I forget what her name was, but it was pretty <laughs> fun. Because I'm like, oh god, here we go. He's gonna show his girlfriend in the end, yeah. but it wasn't. And it was just this girl with all these like warts, like a witch. Yeah, yeah. And it was pretty funny. Like an obviously so, ugly ass girl. Yeah, you just don't want to be too much. I mean, maybe I'm not the right person because I probably I got dumped, you know. So uh, what do I know? But well, it wasn't and I'm for a alone. lack of effort. It was. Oh, I, I put two, three years of hard work in, you know, and then I got drained. So, but I am here with you. I mean, I think you could be out if you wanted to be, but you know, 
you said you had dinner with your family tonight. Yeah, your yeah. I went and ate dinner with my parents. Um, I don't really like celebrate these little Hallmark holidays too too intently. Like I kind of like it's a fun little novelty. Say, oh, it's thing. It's Valentine's Day. It's fucking Easter. You know, like. Let me tell you something, Colin. I was shocked. I was at the grocery store. It was more crowded in the grocery store than it was in the Super Bowl. Like it, it, this holiday is like the mass consumerism. You just see all these weird guys buying flowers. And I was like the shitty supermarket and like you're buying flowers at a fucking shitty supermarket. Like, look, what are you doing? I can't. I, that's where you have to look at me and ask me what the fuck I'm doing because I'm the same kind of guy. I, I, I'm just out of place in this romantic world. You know, like I, I would be yeah. the guy buying. But like buying, I, I would always buy plants. Supermarket I'd always buy my ex-girlfriend plants. That was the like move. A cactus or like something. A, yeah. Nice $30 plant. Because it lasts longer and it's nicer and she likes plants. And it's like a little more thoughtful than like, you know, that that guy bought the lat, like flowers like two hours before he's meeting yeah. his date at a grocery store. Yeah, the fucking price tag is still on. Like, yeah. Yeah, I agree. So that's that's what's going down. I'm at my neighbors and he's like married. And I know like, you know, they've had a rocky marriage, him and his wife. And I knew like it's it was big brownie points. For him to like go on a go double out. date tonight, mm -hmm. and like the last minute, he's got this crazy puppy that's like insane that's sleeping next to me right now. And I was like, I could stay home, but I'm like, you know what, man, I'll take one for the team for this dude. He would do the same for me. Woody, is he a good dude like that? Oh yeah, as a matter of fact, he he, uh, he hired my ex girlfriend as a babysitter. And when we broke up, I was like, dude, like, I, you know, I, there's things better that are like bad. I got to warn you about. And God, I hope she doesn't listen to this. I highly doubt she will. But he, uh, he let her go because, you know, he didn't want me to see her car in the neighborhood. Yeah. 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 He kind of like, like looked he, out for you. Yeah. He's like, I don't want you to see her car, you know? So I don't think she listens to our podcast though. I doubt it. Unless she's creepy as hell. Um, well, she does still watch my stories. Yeah, that's yeah. fucking. That is pretty weird. Um, yeah. by the way, so, you know who loves my stories is is Stu Finer. Stewie. Stu Finer is called because he he went through my videos and he loved the one the Grill Master. Yeah. So I'm just playing up the Grill Master now for him. Like he calls me the Grill Master, and I'm like, it's like I've done well. It's like he's my my professor. And my professor like really loves me. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. You're the you're the ace kid in the class. He was pretty funny today. Was today the weekly weigh in? Was that today or was that Yeah, yesterday? it was weekly weigh in. He was talking about eating clit. And he did a thing he had a video with just his tongue and he's like practicing for tonight. Like he was like working on his tongue for some pussy lick. I saw um I saw like his son. In his uh, videos the other day, and I clicked his profile just to see like what his son was like. This is, it seems like his son is like pretty like straight edge, like pretty heads. like, like yeah. cut and dry, you know. Like yeah, well, he's not really like are, into the industry. His son, no, his son runs the business. One of his sons runs the business, and one of his sons like five seven, and was like one of the best football players in high school in Long Island. Damn, and that it's not like football in Georgia, that's for sure. Yeah, you know, you're not going up against any Calvin Johnsons, but. For being five seven Jew, like, hey man, that's not bad. Isn't that what you are, a five seven Jew? 
No, I'm not even. I'm five five, you dude. Damn. Not even, dog. God. I wish I was five seven. When you meet me, every every person that met me from my other podcast or meets me, they're always like, "I didn't realize how short you were." Dave, you're a short guy. That's, how tall are you? Uh, about six one. Oh, you're big. Yeah, no, nah, I'm a, like five eight. No, nah, I'm a taller guy. Yeah. So. All right, let's get to some sports, Maddie. This is this is getting me off track. It's getting you hard, Johnny yeah. Sin style. Johnny Sin style. Fuck wild. Right, shoot fuck me. Wild. Throw me with some sports, man. We're in a dead time, but throw me. All right. Um, we'll go through a little bit of today in sports history for Valentine's Day. Nothing too yes. much. A few, um, a few things about hockey. You, I, I know you like hockey. You, you know, bit. you know, I'm a sports historian too. Like I yeah. can, you can tell me a fact, and I'll give you five fun facts about it. All right. So in 1934, the oh, NHL well, I for that. held its first All Star game. It was Toronto versus a team of all-stars from the other teams in the league. So it was like the champions versus the best other players. Yeah. Which is honestly the way that I would like to see more all-star games go, to be honest with you. I don't watch all-star games. That would be a whole lot better if they would do that instead of just two all-star teams. Um, I know what you're saying. I just I can't get into all-star games. Um Bobby Allison in nineteen eighty eight became the oldest driver to win five hundred. Oh, he was a. Oh, you're talking race car? NASCAR. Ugh. All right. Um, That's today, not a sport. In, in Valentine's Day of 1989, Mike Tyson okay. and Robin Givens got divorced. All right. Do you know anything about that? No, not at all. Okay. So, Robin Givens was on a TV show called Head of the Class. It was about uh, nerdy kids. It was like way before the Big Bang Theory. It was like a high school of nerdy kids. And yeah. back then. If you were on a show when you were in high school, you were like 30 years old. So she was like probably 25 or 26 pretending to be a high school kid. It was a different time back then. Mm-hmm. Now that I think they actually use high school kids. And she met Mike and she was very charismatic and gorgeous. And everybody was like, you know, Mike was like this, you know, when he was big and I, I grew up 10 minutes from where he lived because he lived in New York City, and then they moved him to the to the suburbs where I grew up, and he went to a high school like ten minutes from me. Yeah, and uh, you know, so he was a big deal where I grew up. He was like the local hero, and I remember when he was like five and zero and six and zero, and like they're like, could this guy be the real deal? And when he was like fifteen and zero, he started dating her and started winning like real big time fights, and just was like he was the biggest phenomenon out there right? i yeah. mean if you think conor mcgregor's big he was much bigger than conor mcgregor or anybody like that and he was just ferocious and he they did this really weird interview where she just said he was like really crazy and like a, a caged tiger and and everybody was like yeah she just married him for the money and it, they lasted about a year and she got a shitload of money and then i don't know what happened to her after that she just kind of disappeared and you know, he lost 30 years ago, I think, around this time. I think a couple days ago to Buster Douglas. And that was the craziest boxing match I ever saw in my life. Didn't they do the 30 for 30 on that one? Yeah, or they the, just did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the one before the Deion Sanders one or whatever? Yep. yep. I saw that. Me and my buddy watched that on HBO, and we had, like, no hope because there was, like, five fights before with Tyson. And every fight, I was like, this is the one. This is the one where he gets upset by some loser. And every time he would just kill the guy in like a minute, like it lasted a minute. And then yep. by then I was like, ah, they, they were, and even before the fight, they're like, this is a joke. 
Like he's just going to Japan. To yeah, do because like the Buster Douglas guy was say a laughing stock probably doesn't do his justice, but yeah, like like was, this was what this was overweight. A, this, this was a gimme fight. The guy looked big. Um, yep. This was he was supposed to have no shot like at all. No, not a drop. God, and almighty. I remember just watching it and like after the first round, we're like, hmm, this is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. And then I like the third round, you're like, whoa. Like, you're just like, yep. this is like fascinating. Yeah, damn, man. Nobody's ever. Here. I, we never saw Mike Tyson get hit. Like, he never got hit. Like, he just dominated. Like, go through his fights before that. Like, he never got punched once. And he would just intimidate the hell out of these guys. I think there was a guy, Michael Spinks, or Leon Spinks. There was brothers, but one was Michael Spinks. And that was the guy that, like, they're like, Mike's not good enough to beat that guy. And then finally, they finally were going to fight. It was like a big deal. It lasted 30 seconds. Mike just Damn. killed him. And he was, he, was the, he was the most ferocious fighter I've ever seen. I think Evander Holyfield was the best fighter, local Georgia guy mm-hmm. from your hometown. Yep. His son plays at uh, UGA, yep. running back. Elijah. But he, he, was, he was the best. But Mike Tyson was the the most intimidating, scariest I've ever seen. Damn, that that time you didn't give me any false advertisement. You said, "Give me a fact, and I'll tell you five fun facts about it." And you fucking oh yeah, covered it. Well, that, yeah, I know I'm older than you. I'm sorry, and I like reminiscing, and it was part of my youth. You know, like Mike Tyson for all of us growing up at my age, like. You know, when I was in high school, like he was the biggest deal. You know, he was. Yep. It was like everything was like, what do you do if you find if you're in a dark alley and there's Mike Tyson? Or like, how long could you last against yeah, Mike Tyson? Yeah. Um. Another Valentine's Day today in history. Um, you'll probably have to tell me about this one too because I'm not super caught up on Jose Canseco. But oh, today, today, he's lost shit. Today in history. In 2003, yeah. a Florida judge issued a warrant for the arrest of Jose Canseco. He had violated his probation, and um, the probation was from that nightclub brawl in 01. And um, a few days later, he was sentenced to two years of house arrest and three years of probation. Okay, so 1988. Today's the he warrant. Was in, he was the Bash Brothers with Mark McGuire. Mm-hmm. And again, he was the heartthrob athlete. Who's like a good-looking athlete that all the girls are just in love with? I'm not going to say Tom Brady because Tom Brady is hated so much. Um, like, I know girls that, like, just hate him because they're like, guy, Guys like Aaron Murray, guys like Matt Stafford, guys like Pat Mahomes, guys like Aaron Rodgers, like the guys that have the, the attractive charisma, you know, like the studs. You can tell in high school yeah. they dominated. Well, Jose, Jose was the stud in 88. Like, he was just like a Greek goddess. Yeah. Where every woman loved him. And it's so bizarre how his life just became like it unraveled to a joke. Like now he's doing like Bigfoot and UFO tours in Vegas and he's like really? desperate for money. I mean, he's just life is unraveled. And it was always, it was unraveling, unraveling, unraveling. And by 2003, he had like this messed up relationship with Madonna. He was a mess. And. You know, he, he. I don't know if you ever saw where the ball went off his head. I mean, uh, he was just like, I don't know. He was just guys like that when he, when you're like 20 or 21 years old and you're 
the most important person in America in a sense because at that time baseball was bigger than football. Yeah. By far. Mm-hmm. It was America's pastime and he was the biggest player. Like it's it's hard to come down and you know, he was coming down. Like he was like like Bieber or anybody where you're the most important person and then you get to a certain age and you're not that important anymore. Yeah. And I think he's never been able to recover and he's just always just started getting arrested and acting crazy and stupid. And I mean, that's a story, man. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like he got arrested a bunch. So I'm like, that does not like, I don't remember that happening on that day, but I know like he was getting arrested all the time. Apparently this one was from the bar room there. The, the bar brawl that happened in, in like a nightclub. I'm sure it happened. I mean, I can't yeah. remember. But the thing is, like, there were so many arrests with him and so yeah. much, like, he did this, he was He's pretty coked this. up, isn't he? Isn't that the, the deal with him? Yeah, and he was on roids. And then, like, of course, he, like, ratted everybody out. And everybody liked him again because he ratted everybody out. But then yeah. he just took it too far. And he just, like, made, he just made it about himself. And, like, he didn't really need to rat anybody out, I don't think. I mean, everybody knew, you mm-hmm. know. Everybody was on steroids, and he just kept talking about it and talking about it. And yeah. it's like, you didn't rat out to make baseball better. You did it because— You bring attention he, on yourself. Well, he did it to bring attention to himself, and he brought it because he felt betrayed because he got busted, and a lot of his buddies didn't, and they didn't, like, defend him. So he was like, fuck you guys. It's like when you start a food fight in the cafeteria, and you're the only one who gets suspended by the principal, and then you tell the principal, yeah. hey, like, and then you throw they were involved the too. Bus. Yep. Mm-hmm, 100%. So like I don't think he did it for the better of baseball. Uh-uh. He did if if he got away with it, and he would have never written the book. Yeah. He only did it because he got busted and he wanted to be like, yeah. Have you well, read the book? Did. I tried to. I have it. It's it's kind of it's like written like a fifth grader though. You know. Yeah, I can imagine. But you know, there's bullet points. He used to stick up Mark McGuire's ass, and he, you know, uh, just he was just roaring up, you know, and. I don't really know what else to say. It's hard to read. It's pretty boring. Yeah. Um, so that draws an end to our Today in History, Valentine's Day edition. Um, yep. Before we get into anything too serious, there have been a few cutting signs and a few very weird transactions that have went on in the NBA. Um, okay. The most high-profile one, was probably the Jeremy Lin signing to the Toronto Raptors after the Hawks cut him um, or waived him, whatever you want to call it, about four or five days ago. He was um, on Atlanta, right? Yeah, he was on the Hawks, um, end of an era. Another one that yeah. happened by the time that – I think it happened the night that we did our last podcast or the day after. Um, yeah. Enos Cantor was bought out by the Knicks, and he has actually signed with the Portland Trailblazers. I think that was yesterday. Yeah. Um, he's a good player. Got a lot of, like, controversy with the whole political thing. Like, you know how he, like, kind of ratted yeah, out, like, nutty. the – He kind of ratted out, like, the leader, prime minister, whatever he is of Turkey and talked about how, like, there's, like, a humanitarian crisis going on and everything like that. And Turkey kind of yep. had, like, a warrant for his arrest. And it's just like, one of those weird things. Like, ah, that's kind of sketchy. I mean, he's not a bad player. He's no, a body. He can rebound like, like hell. Um, he's apt offensively, but – and nothing to write home about. Yeah, not like, you know, whatever. I mean, I think Portland's one of those teams that, like, will make the playoffs. They beat enough bad teams, but 
against good teams, they always lose. Like they're just not good enough to play against good teams and like 100%. win a series. Hundred percent. Um, the Cleveland Cavaliers have signed Nick Stauskas for the rest of the season. Um, and other than that, man, I know the Dallas Mavericks picked up Salaha Mejri again. This is like the third separate time they picked him up. Um, I think he's the only player ever to come from India. I want to say India. Maybe it's Pakistan, but I think it's India. Um, Where did he play college ball? I don't even know if he played college ball, dude. I'll uh, look it up right quick. But um, he's a very tall guy. Like, can he play in Louisville? Let me look. Slaha Mejri. I know Louisville had a guy from India no, he's from, or he's Egypt. From, no, he's from Tunisia, not Egypt. Okay. Um, I don't even know if he played in college, dude. I don't think so. Oh, there goes that. Yep. No, I think he just played just regular old Tunisian basketball league upbringing. But that is about all I have for the NBA. Um, the Knicks have snapped their, what was it, like 18-game losing streak with a win in Atlanta tonight. That literally like just happened. 18-game, they snapped the 18-game losing streak. Who they beat? The Hawks. So the Lakers are so bad, they lose to the Hawks, and then the shitty Knicks beat the Hawks. And, I mean, I don't know. You might be right, dude. The Lakers might be so bad because, like, LeBron even put up a triple-double in that Atlanta game that they still lost. Yeah. I mean, LeBron's smart to know that he can't win with these guys around him. What's the, like he knows. Who said that at first? I can't win with these scrubs. Who said that? Mike Singletary. Yeah. Can't win with these guys. Yeah, can't win with these guys. And LeBron knows that. That's why he's trying to make the trade. And that's why he's throwing all these guys. You like, it's it's a tough situation for these younger players because if it wasn't LeBron, we would be fucking outraged. But because it's LeBron, we're kind of like, ah, yeah, kind of do what you got to do. Yeah, I mean, we, it's like the kind of deal with LeBron is like he brings his own show. Like, it's like, okay, if I go there, I cook the dinner. Yeah. It's like with Parcells, is like, you got to buy the groceries, you should cook the dinner. Yep. And, uh, LeBron, I, I've actually you know, never what, heard that before. If I buy the groceries, well, no. I cook the dinner. That's pretty funny. Well, Parcells, what happened with the Patriots and Bill Parcells in 96 was him and Bob Kraft were fighting because the beginning of the season, Parcells wanted a player to draft and they picked somebody else. And Parcells in a press conference said, if, if they want you to make the dinner, you might as well, you should be able to cook the groceries. 100%. I mean, I, I, I agree. That's a good way to put it, actually. Because I mean, nowadays it, you would probably get in trouble because you yeah. like these players aren't groceries. They're they're men. They're human beings. Don't treat and them nobody like thought objects. Okay. Yeah, no, hell no. Actually, everybody took uh, uh, Parcell's side over Bob Kraft back then. Really? They all took his side. From, from the impression that I get of Parcells is that he's kind of like the mad genius. Everyone knows that he like knows what's going on, but he's like really no, he's quirky. not a mad genius. He's not. No. He's, well, as a matter of fact, Belichick was the mad genius. I mean, and he that's had why Belichick him and Parcells on his staff. were at, 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 at odds. Parcells was the master motivator and master uh, getting guys riled up to play and playing hard for him. Bill but was as far mind. as X and O's, it's all about Belichick. Okay. In all honesty. Because I, I honestly do need to go through and watch the uh, the Bill and Bill 30 for 30 or whatever. You'll it is, see. You know? You'll see. Parcells is no dummy. Like, they knew each other from, like, coaching together at Denver. 
Yeah. And it was kind of funny because when when Belichick was getting like a crappy like special teams job with the Giants, with the fucking Baltimore Colts or whatever, you know. Well, no, he was getting a job with the Giants from Denver, and Parcells just lost his job at Air Force, and they were like on the same flight going to Jersey to get a job. And Parcells knew right there, like, this guy I got to keep. If I ever become head coach of the Giants, this is my guy. This guy's like a genius. Mm-hmm. You'll see. But yeah, Parcells was incredible. One. Parcells was charismatic. He was a motivator. He was – guys wanted to play hard for him. He just knew how to, to get the most out of guys. Yeah. And then Belichick helped him a lot. Trust me. Yeah. Um. Also – um, tonight, the Anthony Davis from the Pelicans had an MRI on his left shoulder. He kind of yeah. had like an awkward little like rebound opportunity, and um, Nerlens Noel kind of checked him in the shoulder. So um, we will monitor what this you, from day to day. It didn't look like that serious. What do you, What do you think about this? Why doesn't New Orleans just shut him down for the rest of the year? Well, the NBA actually came out and said they would impose a fine if if they did. I mean, I know the fans want to see him play, but he's a lame duck. There's yeah. no inspiration for him to play. He doesn't want to be there. He said he doesn't want to be there. He doesn't deserve to be in their uniform if he's tweeting at trade demands. Mm-hmm. Just, like, shut him down. It's like, okay, you don't want to be here. We couldn't get a, the right deal for you. We'll we'll trade you in the offseason, but we're gonna shut you down for the rest of the year. There's there's no reason for you to play. No, of course not. And I'm not um, Adrian Wojnarowski. I'm not Shams or anybody. I'm not so dialed into these teams front offices that I know it's exactly what's going on. But um, the only redeeming quality that Anthony Davis has going for him at this point is that he hasn't himself came out and said anything. But it's his agent who's kind of being the the yeah. dickhead in the situation and being like, oh, yeah, we want to go to the Lakers. We want to do this. We want to do this. You know, like. Well, it's, it's, it, the, the agent in a sense is like, let me be the bad guy. And and, and, like, that, and that's kind of what he gets paid to do, you know. I don't yeah. blame him necessarily, but I do dislike where contracts and personnel in sports now have become, you know. I oh, thought yeah. I thought you signed a contract to live out an expectation. You know, I didn't think that contracts were a negotiable year to year thing. You know, isn't that just kind of yep. like the way it works? Yeah, and no, I agree. I mean, uh, I would just shut him down, and I would take the fine. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. We're not, he's not playing on oh, our no, team. Like, he doesn't huge. want to be here. It, fuck him. It, it's huge. It's it's like 100k yeah. a game. I think. Like, I think like the NBA knows. They they would have to make an example out of them if they really did it that bad, and and like the weird thing about the Pelicans is they're they're still winning games, they they beat the Thunder and scored 131 points tonight, like their team is so like wildly inconsistent with the highs and lows. Yeah. That, that, but that, you're you're, that you're not making the playoffs. Good teams like that, <laughs> they'll they'll win enough games to be the ninth or tenth seed to really kind well, of hurt no their draft stock. But where's the the ninth or tenth seed is not going to make it? It's no, top eight, right? No, they're not. I mean, they'll they'll compete for a playoff spot, bottom tier. They probably will not make it, but um, yeah. they'll 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 have enough wins to greatly hurt their draft stock at this point. Yep. Um. Yeah, I agree. So, uh, what else do we got going on? Um. Yeah. There's, the, the, there's the, not yeah, really Venus much. Cantor. Yeah, yeah. We already said Enos Cantor. Um, there's not really much news in terms of baseball. 
that's been going on. Like uh, oh. Max Scherzer came out today and said that the NL East is looking as as good as it, as it ever will, um, and he's ready for the challenge. I know a lot of catchers and pitchers have already reported. I'm pretty sure all teams have already reported. We are exactly one week away from the start of spring training baseball games. Well, I'd ne- as much of a degenerate as I am, I do not touch spring training baseball. To I won't on. bet it. You know, I won't bet on it, but I will watch it. It's like one of those weird things. Like I actually oh, do kind of enjoy watching it, but I, I yeah. there is fucking no absolute way you can touch it. I'll touch. I mean, I got I AAF got good stuff to watch now. I, I really want to study college basketball because I'm I'll be betting on March Madness like crazy, mm-hmm. and I got the my Alliance football. I got my uh, my favorite team, the San Diego Fleet, which surprisingly are. Going against your Atlanta Legends, yep, nine and a, nine and a half point favorites, um, which I would be terrified to touch. But I do like the over in that. Atlanta it's looked low... very bad in their first game. Yeah, and I'll tell you this: we we'll get into some more detailed AAF uh, talk here in a second. But the last thing that Atlanta needs right now is to fly across the country to play an away game for the second week in a row, off the forty to six. Are they gonna? Loss. Are they going to stick with Sims or? God, I hope not. They better go with Murray, dude. Let me ask you a question. What? They say Machado's in San Diego for a second interview. Do you think he'll? Do you think they'll try to land both him and Bryce Harper? And some once, bizarre... Dude, see, if you would have asked me that like fucking two months ago or a month ago, whatever, some determinate amount of time. By the way, I'm looking ago. at you at a new angle. Yeah, I'm. I'm about to go refill my drink. But if you were to ask me that months ago or weeks ago, I would say, hell no, there's no fucking shot in hell. But um, how weird this whole offseason has been. Yep. I wouldn't doubt some team like the Padres or the White Sox pulls off some fucking crazy flip and just lands both of them. Well, that's the crazy thing about that is because. Or even the Yankees. Um. The crazy, so much, the, the, cra- I, the crazy thing about that is that. The White Sox and the Padres are not even close. They're not two players no, away. No, they're not. No, they're not. They're they're five players. They're a away. team away. Yeah, yeah, exactly, hundred percent. And it's like I saw when A Rod. I I don't know if you were too young for this, but when A Rod went to the Rangers, everybody's like, "Oh my God, A Rod's on the Texas Rangers!" Like, like the Rangers are going to be amazing. She he put up massive numbers, but the Rangers couldn't pitch. The Rangers were awful with him. They were in last place with him and. He went there, and it was it was it wasn't a good fit because they couldn't win. Because you can't, you know, one guy in baseball can't win a World no. Series or a pennant. No. It's a team game, and it's a it's a pitching game. You it still is, gotta have good pitchers. You and purely it, have to rely on the thirteen guys that you play with every given night. The nine guys that you hit the field with, and then the three four pitchers, however many it takes. You truly do rely on those guys more than any other player relies on anyone else in any other sport. There's no better place to live than San Diego or play. The ballpark is beautiful. Right around the ballpark is beautiful. It's awesome. But they're so far away, and it's such a defensive ballpark. It's a pitcher's park. It's a place where fucking Drew Pomerantz can be an all-star. And and you get Manny Machado there, Bryce Harper, their numbers are going to go way down. I mean, if you want to live California, that's great. But if you want to win... You're not going to win there or on the, or on the south side of Chicago. 
Well, and go to the north side. And to me, it's like, um, why would Machado play for an obviously way worse team in San Diego when he could have just stayed a Dodger? Well, the way I can answer that is the money. I mean, they're going to offer him the money. I. This is very hard for me to say because, of course, I would love the difference of whatever the contracts are. But yep. to me, there's not much difference in $180 million and $230 million. So I go pick somewhere where it's good to live and the team will compete. I, I don't if, – if I'm a free agent, I don't jump to the best fucking team automatically to try to make them the World Series favorite. But I'll go to a team that has a good set of bones and is not the worst place in the world to live. Yeah. And I just go there and just play my hand. Just enjoy my time in, in the league. I don't obsess over winning rings. It would be obviously super nice to win one, of course, but I don't make that the basis of my decision. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've seen guys go to teams like that, and they're like, we're going to be a winner here, and then they end up getting traded, you know, to a contender, and they only last like a year or two at these yep. places. And I can see that if Harper and Machado go there, they're going to be miserable there. Yeah, They'll be miserable. And they think, like, oh, the money's good, whatnot, because they're going to – San Diego might pay them the money, but they're not going to be happy. They'll be on the Yankees in no time. Oh, yeah. Because, like, because what happens to those teams, like, the Yankees have an injury – and then the Yankees can afford the contract, and like, it comes down in August, September, and the Yankees get them, and they're just like, and Fuck they're it. in the thick of things. Yeah. Oh yeah, there no, there'll be some money spent if if the Yankees or the Red Sox or the Phillies even this year, if they don't spend all their money, they'll they will find a way. To, I don't think Boston will ever touch Machado though, because of what happened. The World Series is just too much. Yeah, it was some drama. Shit. Yeah, hundred percent. Um. Let's go through a few bits of NFL news. Um, I'm so this fucking stupid, now? dude. Yeah, we didn't we didn't do this last last time. We didn't we talk about your Atlanta have. Falcons getting cut. I don't I don't give a damn about the Atlanta Falcons this time of year. We're well, you had idiots. two big cuts. You had Alford got cut and uh, uh, your your kicker. Um, I'll, I'll I'll do a quick minute on that. Matt Bryant, as much as I love him, he's the highest scoring Atlanta Falcon in history. Um, I love him to death. He will probably live in Atlanta whenever all said and done. If he doesn't go move to Tampa yep. Bay to go run a fishing charter, um, it was time, dude. Like we were paying like four million bucks for him. He was hurt kicking a fifty-one yarder this year. Like it was just time. Like we have a capable replacement. It was just time. Football is a business, and Matt. Bryant seems a little bit like salty about it. Like he seems to take offense to it. He has a few. We'll like, get a job, right? Instagram. Um, I mean, if I was a GM in the league, I wouldn't sign him. I mean, yeah, he's fucking mad accurate, but he he's has so power, accurate. He has power issues and he has injury issues in his old age. All right, I'm, but there's a lot of guys that him. can't. I mean, the Bears yeah. need a kicker. Oh, oh, dude, there's a lot of fucking twenty-five-year-olds that couldn't hit the broad side of the barn. From, and he will hit the yeah, broadside line and, every and time. He, and he will. Just don't ask him to kick a 53-yarder, you know? If if I, if I was a team that needed a kicker, I would definitely bring him in. Um, It's one of those things, if you're a decent team, you can get him for under two mil. Yeah, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, you know? 
I mean, but, some um, of these guys kick forever. I mean, Vinatieri's yeah. got another year going. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, and about Alford, Alford, um, I didn't necessarily agree with cutting him because if we don't do anything in free agency or the draft, that means Desmond Trufant will be on an island, which yeah. is a scary thought. Desmond Trufant can play at a higher level than Alford can. Um, Trufant has all the fucking ability in the world. He just has a hard time with assignments. And, and this is kind of my doubts with Dan Quinn is that he has these marquee defensive players that he doesn't necessarily have to bring in, but he's got his hands on and really become projects for him. And they just don't know where to be. Like Vic Beasley, I love Vic Beasley to death. I hope we keep him and restructure his deal so he's cheaper. But mm-hmm. a lot of times he just doesn't, doesn't know where to be. And I think that Dan Quinn is a defensive specialist. That's what he's marketed as. And yeah. It's these kind of things aren't working out, but that's a conversation for another day. Alford sure. um, and Brooks Reed, both cuts to the Atlanta Falcons will be going to the Arizona Cardinals. Um, Arizona is going to be a shit show this year. I already know it. Um, but another free agency pickle that we're in and back, yeah. piggybacking off of uh, the whole Anthony Davis thing is, um, Antonio Brown is yeah. on the way out, in, oh, um, and rightfully so in, in Pittsburgh. And if the if the Steelers are smart, they'll they'll move him immediately and get the first, move second, him or third, fourth as much him, as they can, and just just get what you can do because yep. he's going to leave no matter what. And football, and dude, mention, you got to you got to squeeze the butter out of it. You know, I think he's a really great player, but I also remember when Mike Wallace left the Steelers. I thought Mike Wallace is awesome. And he was never the same when he left Pittsburgh. Maybe it's and, the system, uh, not the player. I don't know what it is. I mean, I'm, I I think Antonio Brown will have a good career afterwards, but I'm just saying they were very similar, and, and the Pittsburgh moved out Wallace to make room for Antonio Brown, and now they're kind of going to do that for Juju Schuster. And be careful what you ask for, because you can go to another team, your numbers will dwindle in half. You know, Big Ben is still a good quarterback. I know people have problems with him personally and, or whatever, and even but if he's, he's a gunslinger. Yeah, and even if he's not the best quarterback in the world, that Steelers offense is designed to where – not the problem. If you're ben down – not the problem. If you're down in a game, they'll throw it fucking 45 times. And not you know, to mention, like, Ben's, Ben's been to three Super Bowls. He's not the problem. I don't – I mean, he, he's he has not the problem, success. definitely not, but he is, he is definitely not a great teammate. But no, he is not the problem at all. He is he yeah. has been a constant in this offense forever. He's a professional. Him and Mike Tomlin both know how to work together. And no matter how much Raven Ra come out of that locker room on a year to year basis, you can guarantee eight wins. And you can guarantee your numbers are going to be some of the best mm-hmm. in the NFL because of him. And you if get you can't it, take that for granted. If that Steelers You're... defense was any bit better this year, they would have made the playoffs. Agree. Just their early season was just so bad mm-hmm, that they mm-hmm. just. Should we wrap 100%. this up? Um, no, nah, we got some AAF to talk about. Um, we also need to talk about Joe Flacco signing or oh, getting yeah. traded from the Ravens to the I Broncos. like Flacco. I like him a lot. I think people have been trashing him. They don't know that, like, when you win a Super Bowl, you're a damn good quarterback. When you win a Super Bowl of the year, you beat Brady, you beat Manning. You beat a good Kaepernick when Kaepernick was on his game. Yep. He he beat three big time quarterbacks where he had to score a and lot of points. Three great coaches. And and the Ravens defense was good, 
but they weren't great. And those games are all high scoring, except for the Patriots. That they shut down the Patriots, but Denver put up, I think, 31 points. Uh, San Francisco put up a lot of points. So he had to be a gunslinger during those playoffs. It was a great run. He's a solid quarterback. He's older now, but Still, people are acting think? like he's people are acting like he's terrible. He's not terrible. He's good. He's very good, and a lot of teams wanted him. I know Jacksonville did. Tampa Bay maybe. Um, well, maybe not Tampa Bay, but definitely Jacksonville. And he's going to do a good job there. I think everybody's just like he's he. They want to act like he's a lot worse than he really is. Um, I. No matter what I think about Joe Flacco, I think that at this course in his his career, he's done. This is not to be disrespectful or to be. That's a that fair he's point. A, that is to say that he's a bum because he's not yeah. any quarterback. He had a great can, career. And even last year, I saw a video that that the NFL posted on YouTube or Facebook or Instagram or wherever they, they share yeah. videos at all the time. Um, sure. It was of Joe Flacco's best throws of 2018. You know, it was a collection of probably 10 or 12 plays. And he still hit a lot of bombs last year. You know, like he still moved to a degree before Lamar Jackson came in. You know, like he's still capable is the word that I would probably use. Yep. But um, this is not very becoming of the Denver Broncos because they barely have any offense as it stands right now. And to add an old skeleton in Joe Flacco will be an absolute disaster. Oof. I'm not, like, so against the move. I'm so against the Broncos as a whole. I don't think that they have anything going for them this season. Well, here's the thing of what I'm thinking with Elway is thinking and what yeah. the problem is. Drafting a quarterback high and totally missing is humiliating and embarrassing. It is, and, it, and, and, and that, scary. that is a great point. That is a great point because, like, when, whenever you invest four or five years into a guy who is 19 years old and well, 21. Tw- well, but I, yeah, but I was yeah. gonna make the point. So they draft Paxton Lynch. I don't know if they got him in the. I think they got him in the first round, right? Who knows? Who knows? So they either got him in the first or the low second. I was, like, about to say, you know, I, I was about to say second, but honestly, I have no basis to know. I think it was the first round. I, I wish I knew because I know people call me on shit all the time. Yeah, a little fast. But he, was, he didn't even make four years. He didn't make four years. I mean, think about how bad you got to be to be drafted in the first round and not even the, to be on the team for three years. It's yeah. humiliating that you whiffed that bad on a quarterback. Like Tim Tebow had more success than Paxton Lynch in the NFL. I mean, Paxton Lynch is a bust, and then he got arrested for something stupid. So no, that was LA, Chad Kelly. That was Chad Kelly. Was it Chad Kelly? That was Chad Kelly. That's swag. Kelly. I think Paxton Lynch got arrested too, but maybe I'm wrong. So anyway, Lynch is is a total bust. I don't even think Absolute he made the bust. team. So you're like, okay, we don't want to do that again. Like, we don't want to, you know, have a major bust like that again. And if you have a good quarterback, nobody's giving up a good quarterback. Nobody is. Like, oh, no, if you have any not. sort of solid quarterback, if you have you the can't top 12 quarterbacks in, in, in the league right now, top you have 20. to hoard them. You have to absolutely hoard these guys because exactly. they, pay out there. they paid Kirk Cousins, and I love Kirk Cousins. I am an absolute fan of Kirk Cousins. I, I, I lost faith in him. And, 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 and we know. And we're going to get you back on the train this year. They'll have bounce back. Let's hope so. But Kirk motherfucking Cousins got an absolute max guaranteed deal. Yeah. If that doesn't tell just, you how the quarterback market is going, 
I, I just think Elway is scared to bomb again on a on a drafting a quarterback high. Like I think he's just really like I can't I go through that again. I agree with you. I think you're right. I think he is scared. Um, to me though, I would rather bomb twice in the draft. You got to bomb then, 15 times over. Yeah, you do. I mean, the Jets are bombed. I mean, the the greatest tweets about Christian Hackenberg is like, do you believe the Jets drafted him in the second round? Yeah. Like, this is more about the Jets than anything. They yeah. drafted this guy in the second round. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, the Jets, they're fighting. They drafted Sanchez. They drafted Hackenberg. They drafted Darnold. And if Darnold doesn't work, you got to draft another guy in a few years. That's just the way it is. And and I'm sorry. I I honestly did kind of like the direction the Jets were going in. I don't think Darnold is the guy. Well, we'll find out. I like him. Just like him and Rosen are honestly two peas in a pod to me. Well, that's the thing everybody's talking about. Like, are the Cardinals going to trade Rosen? And and I think Murray's going to jump up to, like, the top three. And I think the the word is, like, will they trade Rosen to – to take a shot on Murray because they think Murray is the future. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, it, it's a big possibility. It definitely is. Yep. But I just don't think LA wants to bomb again. Like, I, I really feel like I don't, unless they want to take somebody like, you know, in the second round and have Flacco play a year and then, you know, have See, the next guy come in. And you bring up a very interesting point. And the way that you could sell this move to me and who the fuck am I anyway, you know, who cares what the, the yeah. Denver, Denver thinks of what I think, you know, who cares? But um, the only way you sell this move to me is um, if you tell me that they're going to take a bona fide quarterback in this draft and they're going to, they're going to let him but it never sit works. behind Joe Flacco for a year. And he's a stopgap guy. Just and, start and, the guy. And, and, and I, I agree. I would rather to start him. I, I don't, I don't think the, the, the Cardinals made a mistake with Rosen this year by throwing him in the fire and letting him get beat up because I think that doing that, like what Josh Allen had to do this year in Buffalo, I think yeah, that works for a guy. Run. I think, yeah. yeah, it's demoralizing for the first year or two, but in the end, that's what gets you that real I, experience. I, wa- I watched Peyton Manning the first year. Like back 15 years ago, nobody won their first season. Yeah. Like Matt Ryan was really the first quarterback I can remember that was a rookie that took his team to the playoffs mm-hmm. and it was incredible because Payne Manning went one and 15 he was throwing picks all over the place it was like the first year you get beat up you learn would you now say that is, would you say that his team was that much worse than Matt Ryan's I'm, I'm genuinely curious I wouldn't no, know because the, the 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 Falcons just had the Bobby Petrino thing which was a mess mm-hmm. then they get the the guy Mike Smith who nobody had any my faith man. in really. my man like, that that is my man 100% yeah so he takes over a team that the only reason why Mike Smith got that job was nobody wanted to coach there because it was a it was a nightmare. Michael yep. Vick was in jail. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Michael Vick in jail. You had your best uh, receiver is Roddy White. Yeah, your best receiver is Roddy White, who had a great career, and and it, they were the laughing stock of the league the year before. So it's like, oh, who wants to take that job? Sure, you drafted Matt Ryan, but I w- everybody was like three and thirteen. Mm-hmm. Everybody I know was was like the Falcons are going to be terrible. They'll be 3 and 13, and hopefully they can rebuild and rebuild. And and Mike Smith did a great job. I mean, he for some reason people laugh at him, but he did a great job and and Matt Ryan did an amazing job because well, up until that point, guys like Peyton Manning were going 1 and 15 in their first year and that was normal. That um, was totally normal reason, to get your ass kicked the first season. The reason that I love Mike Smith 
for his personality or, or what he does is um, the fact that he took an absolute dumpster fire of a franchise and the, and the Falcons were hurt turned him around and, and absolutely was the face of consistency and accountability. And he turned our team almost overnight from a laughing I mean, stock to a super, genuine he, team. He, he got him a minute away from the Super Bowl. A if it wasn't that, for Colin Kaepernick, if it yeah. wasn't for the, for the, the hottest player in the league at that time, we, the Falcons would have been to a Super Bowl. Yeah, and, and you understand too is like, you know, Michael Vick was a superstar, mm-hmm. and when Bobby Petrino was coming there, it was like, well, you're gonna have fun with Michael Vick, and Petrino was a dirtbag because he, of course, he had no control over what happened with Michael Vick. Yeah, but it was like, well, I didn't sign up for this shit. I didn't yep. sign up for Joey Harrington, and he just and quit Chris on the Redman. team. Well, Chris Redman and Joey Harrington, he didn't sign up for those guys. And then he just quits. And it was like, nobody wants this job. I remember it was like, nobody wanted the job. And they made the playoffs the first year. Yep. Only to get absolutely murdered by the Green Bay Packers. Actually, it was the Cardinals. Oh, yeah. You know, no, no, that, that was the uh, Matt Ryan's See, I know, year, I, I know more about your team than you do. I, yeah, I know. Sorry that I was only nine years old or however. I'm not even good at math. Um, damn, Matty, that was kind of fun talking about my Falcons in the offseason. Oh, you love that. I loved it. I love that trip down memory lane. So you know I know that you're about ready to get out of here. Let's do some AAF talk and then we'll go. Okay. Um, I will give you the odds on the four games that we have this weekend. Um, <clears throat> our first game is the Salt Lake City Stallions at the Birmingham Iron at Legion Field in Birmingham. And um, I know Salt Lake quarterback Josh Woodrum was injured in the first week. I think he will play. So Birmingham is minus six and a half right now, and the under is at 46. Okay. Um, I don't like Birmingham to cover the spread, but I do like the money line. And then the under 46 will not hit. I'm going to go in over 46. All right. There wasn't a lot of overs last week. There was not. I'm going to stick with the under on, on these games. I think the offense are taking a while to kind of get in sync, so I'm going to take the unders. And we're dealing with bad quarterbacks, too, so – Dude, the They're not moving the ball as much. Really bad. It was really bad. Um, Arizona at Memphis will be at the night game on Saturday at the Liberty Bowl in Memphis, or the Express Play. Or actually, no, I'm sorry, it'll be on NFL Network. Good little channel for it. Yeah. Um. Um. Bum 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 bum. There it is. The god damn, um, this is a huge mismatch. Arizona is actually minus ten right now because Memphis got absolutely embarrassed. And Arizona won. looks like the best team. Yeah, I would take Arizona because trust me, Mike Singletary coaching and Arizona moved the ball the best. Like they had the most cohesive offense. Mm-hmm. They moved the ball the best. They were the most efficient. So I would take Arizona. You know, it's a high spread. Like, trust me, Christian Hackenberg is really bad. And it's like, I may go back bad, nine and a half. How bad could Mettenberger be if he came and get on the field? Yeah. 
Um, but it's kind of fun to watch these really bad quarterbacks. It is. It is. I, I love it, dude. Like I wish Nathan Peterman was a starting quarterback for my Atlanta Legends, just to just to have the memes. Well, he might play pretty good. I mean, who knows? Yeah, I was, I was about to say he could come and shred up the AAF. He could. Um, honestly, fuck, dude, you convinced me. The Express looks so bad in Week One. I'll pick Arizona minus the nine and a half. I'm gonna buy back the half point. Ride with me, baby. Ride with me. And then I will go under 49. Get through this quick because I got these dogs are need to go out. Nobody sides. cares about the dogs. Um, Steve Spurrier and the Orlando um, Apollos are at the San Antonio Commandeers at 4 p.m. on Sunday. Don't you just want to say the Orlando Magic? I do, dude. I'll, like that's I kind of read it slow because I was trying to make sure I got it right. Yeah. Um, San Antonio. I think these teams are. Pretty it's, even. Yeah, they're well. San Antonio is plus six and a half, so I'm going to go against the grain. I'm going to pick the Orlando Apollos, and I'll go over forty-five and a half. Well, there you go. Um, Orlando looked like a very well-coached team, no matter what. I think this is going to be a very close game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, very even. I will not go San Antonio plus six and a half. I'm sorry. Um, God, dude, you're trying to convince me. This game is within a touchdown. They're both even. God, okay. Let's go San Antonio money line. Or, or, or no, let's go Orlando Plus six money and line. And then, damn, dude. I would go the over, too. I think. Yeah, over, over 45 and a half is definitely going to hit. Yeah. Damn. I, I, I guess I'll go Orlando money line and then over 45 and a half. That's my final answer. Um, final answer. And then my Atlanta Legends. Um, who got absolutely thrashed in week one, 40 to six by the Orlando Apollos, are playing your San, San Diego, Diego Fleet. Fleet. Um, damn, my Falcons are getting no, or my, my Falcons, my, my Legends are getting no respect. San Diego is minus nine and a half right now. The under is at 45, which is laughable, but honestly, it'll probably hit. I can't believe this San Diego is getting nine and a half. Yeah. I'll go San Diego money line under 45. Sounds good, my friend. Um, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the uh, dog in this game. I, I was not impressed at all with San Diego, even though it's their first home game. Yeah. Home team seems to be doing well, but they have the home I, game this I, weekend. I, I hate watching Mike Marks. He drives me crazy. Just his, his smugness on the sideline just so drives me nuts. So you're betting on Atlanta. I'm betting on San Diego. We're for well, you saw teams. Atlanta. That's the thing. The thing is, this is weird because I couldn't see your game, so I saw how bad San Diego was. It was yeah, Atlanta saw, was not good. At, with, saw, me, me and you probably have very similar outlooks for our AAF teams this year because Atlanta did not look good. Michael Vick was supposed to be the offensive coordinator, but got fired four days before the first game because he just wouldn't show up for practice because he had NFL Network stuff to do. It's just been a shit show over here, man. Who knows what the fuck's going on? Well, we'll find out. We'll be back on Monday. I'm going to run, dude. Perfect timing. At Maddie Goldberg 1 on Twitter, Maddie Goldberg on Instagram. Happy Valentine's, everybody. I know it's over on the East Coast. Yep. But I'm sure some people, some of our fans are having sex. Dude, as Hopefully we talk over. right now, I bet like Jay Lunchford or whoever is over there balls deep in some poor chick. Berger and his wife. Yeah. Uh, oh, um, uh, Gary Gary Griner and his wife are pounding so hard right now. Brad, Brad Meacham has a hooker oh, right now. Oh, dude, Brad Meacham has called the ugliest Craigslist hooker to his apartment in Atlanta, which we have his address because he put it in the group yep. text. 
so we could definitely expose it, but we're not going to. Um, man, great fucking, you guys. Glad you are. All right, dude. Some. Happy V-Day, everybody. Love you, Cohen. Give us, talk us out. Love you guys. All right, um, ladies and gentlemen, my name's Cohen Hughes. You can find me on Instagram at Cohen underscore Hughes. Facebook, search Cohen Hughes. I don't do Twitter. That's for the uh, mongoloids. And um, this has been episode number 60. Happy Valentine's Day. We sincerely hope you enjoyed. Appreciate it.